On today's show, we have a supersized episode heralding the return of the OG co-host KB. And KB is going to be telling us what he's been doing during quarantine, including which video games he's been playing, which television shows he's been streaming, and then KB and I review Wonder Woman 1984. So join us, will you, as we celebrate the return of KB on Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull, you have failed this city. Torpatons! Winter is coming. Finish him. Fatality. And welcome to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free. Welcome to 2021, the first podcast that we've done in the year 2021, and we've done it kind of early, actually, which I'm super happy about. Uh, it's been a rough. 2020 so it's kind of good to get back in 2021 and and come on strong and you know we've been doing the podcast for a couple years now and my co-host for today that I'd like to introduce was there he's my OG co-host uh <laughs> back to to uh with his soothing tones let's just put it that way uh KB welcome back KB hey man it's good to be back it's been a long time well, yeah, we're staying, you know, socially distant and whatnot. So we're we're doing this via telephone. Even even prior to that, I think there's been a couple of shows where you've been on via telephone. So it's yep. different. But I'm glad you get to be back on. I know life has been, you know, kind of hectic for all of us in 2020, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of unforeseen stuff. But um, yeah, man, uh, you know, it's interesting. The last time I think you were on the show, I forget what the date I said it was. Was it April like or May? It was like show number 90 something, right? Like yeah. I mean, but the, as, as I said, when I did the intro, like we maybe did all of like eight shows in 2020 just because it's been a dumpster fire of a year. But um, yeah. yeah, I think the last time you were on legitimately was like either April or May of, you know, 2020, yeah, like a almost a year ago. So but it's we, been a rough year for everybody. So this this kind of um, this kind of spawned from a uh, conversation we had on social media, which we'll get to uh, a little bit later toward the show, and I want to talk about that. But but, for, but first, I just want to kind of point out, like KB, uh, for those fans that listen, you know, religiously, and you know, want to know what what have you been up to, KB? What is new? Uh, I am in the geek den. As if you want to explain the geek den. Jeff, you've seen it. Jeffrey, you have seen the Geek Den. Yes. Shows so, the video and all of its wonder. I still like calling it the KB Cave because I just think it has a little bit more uh, alliteration. But, yeah, KB went all out. He has his Geek Den with all his collectibles, his pops, his Marvel Legends, and he's got some two, two really nice swanky chairs. So we're hoping yep. with uh, COVID, with uh, 2021 and uh, the potential for vaccinations and whatnot, if we can – maybe do a little less social distancing in 2021. I'd like to do uh, a show from there. Maybe we'll take some pictures or, you know, technology permitting, maybe we'll do a video, yep. a video yep. from there. We'll do a video podcast like we used to back in the day. Yep. 
We've got two arcade machines here too. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Marvel. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, looking at you right now. We're, we're talking via uh, Google Hangouts or Google Meet, whatever it is. And I'm yeah. looking at some of the stuff over your shoulder right now, man. And just I can just see all the colors popping. And what is yeah. that over your back shoulder that's like red and pink? What is that? Uh, that is the Tekken Tag Tournament 2 promotional poster. There you go. That's That, again, looks awesome. We're talking video games. We're talking comic books. Yep. We're talking all this geekdom. I love that room. And, Check uh, out the closet door behind me. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are all Civil War II um, special, like, cover uh, cells that they used to give out. And it's, like, round one, round two, round three. It's pretty cool. I'm going to call you KB the Collector in the KB Cave. Like, that's just, like, a mouthful. But, well, that's that's good. So, yeah, and then uh, you got those two really swanky chairs that we were talking about. Iron Man and, Iron Man and Captain America chairs. So yep. if, if we were to do a video podcast, I don't know if it would be live. We might have to record it and then release it later. I don't know how that would all work. I'd have to... Do you know, uh, cross the T's, dot the I's, all that fun stuff, and just kind of monitor behind us, too. Yeah, so it'll be uh, it'll be kind of sweet. I do have some microphones that we can use, so I think we should be good to go. Um, once like I said, once we can start integrating again, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I guess I got to ask you so if we do this pod, this video pod, and I'm sitting in one of the chairs, like this is totally civil war, what side are you taking? Captain America, Civil War, what side are you taking? Are you signing the Sokovia Accords or are you against it? <laughs> um, I have to sign the Sokovia Accords because the Iron Man chair is just so much cooler. <laughs> uh, no, you move, Captain America. It because it, 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 it literally says Stark Industries on it. So. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll, all right. You know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You can, you can, be, you can be Tony. I'll, I'll be Cap. It's cool. Um, he had the happy ending anyway, and you end up dying. So it's just, it's, it's great. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. So what else you've been doing? Like, what have you been doing in your spare time besides the geek den? Um, as well, I know what you've been doing in your spare time, but as far as like for the listeners from a geekdom perspective, what have you been playing? What have you been watching? What are you, I have been watching the DC shows. Um, I've watched Titans twice. Because I watched it the first time, and then uh, I watched it with my wife again the second time. So great show! I think there's a season three coming. From yep. what I I understand uh, Pennyworth is actually really really good. It is really good. Um, it's like seventies, but James Bond James Bondish kind of thing. Like it's I don't know. It's just really cool. It's a good show. Um, that's now started its second season on Epic. So that's what I've been watching. Uh, gaming. I have been playing Smite um smite world championships of this week so i've been literally i was never a person who used to watch people play games but now that i play smite and i'm 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 seeing how the pros play um i just started like this past year but um that's been that's been a little time consuming because i you know i enjoy it and i'm learning and um there's a lot to it so uh, i've been up to that um cyberpunk 2077 uh, i finished that that was so let's let's you know, let's let's go let's start right there then, uh, because that's getting some negative feedback. So I will give you um, the chance to, uh, as far as a rebuttal, or if you want to put your two cents in, as far as your thoughts on the game, because uh, I know a lot of uh, even like the digital uh, the digital purchases are being returned or had been returned. So uh, I'm I'm not as super familiar with it, but why don't you give us a rundown of your thoughts on the game? 
So basically, uh, it's the same studio, Project Project Red, that did um, they did all the Witcher series, um, and so this game had been promised. This was supposed to be, I if I remember correctly, like eight years ago, a Star Wars game, and then the license got pulled or whatever when Disney bought them or something like that. Um, and so, but the project they didn't stop the project, so it became Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and it's been eight years, and. The problem was is that a lot of the media stuff that they did didn't show the more advanced hardware. Uh, sorry, not the more advanced hardware, but the less advanced hardware. So a lot of people, for example, like I have an Xbox One X, not an X series, an Xbox One X, which has the HDR capability to give you all that high resolution and graphics. So people who were playing this game on an original Xbox or an original PlayStation uh, 4 and not a PlayStation Pro were having all kinds of problems. Game's almost unplayable. Um, even for me, even on the Xbox uh, Xbox One X, it was like, it, 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 has its, it has all of its flaws, all these crashes here and there, and um, it just wasn't ready. The game wasn't ready. For eight years, it should have been ready. And I think that's why there's so much frustration behind it. But at the same time, in defense of it, if you look back at the history of the Witcher games from Witcher 1 on through the last one, Witcher 3, I think it was. I believe so, yeah. The companies had the same problem every time. Every time they've had to put in 20, 30, 40 updates after the game's released. So... Why were people expecting anything different from a company that's done it? Its history has done it. And that's how I kind of look at it. So I wasn't so angry about the game. I enjoyed it. It was fun to play to me, minus the bugs. It's a good game, right? Like, story is fantastic. The storytelling that they do, um, and you will hear in a lot of the negative reviews, they'll say, yes, the storytelling is great, but it focused so much on that that it didn't focus on anything else. And it's like, no, it's not entirely true. It's just technically it's a glitch. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the experience. You know, it, it depends. If you if you can deal with the hiccups and, and you're really into the story, you know, it's like, it, it's kind of like Fallout meets Grand Theft Auto. Got you. Okay. Right? So that's an interesting concept to have. And anybody would be intrigued by that, right? Like, so I understand people's frustrations. You know, I get it. So I, I I'm not going to defend the game, but I'm also not going to I'm not going to trash it either, you know. So so, but in in essence, you know, to sum to summarize it, you you enjoy the game. Uh, yep. For those that have the proper consoles, i.e., hardware to play the game, yeah. you think it's worth a, a checkout? I don't think it's a, worth a checkout at the at the retail price right now but definitely like as it, when it goes down to like when it hits the bucks. store or whatever yeah, yeah. When it starts to go down when you can get it for a good price like a half off deal or something like pick it up because it is it is the story is great um and i still even after i finish the story there's still so much to do so i like i said i'm well it's funny you say that because i did something similar i'm that similar mindset uh, a friend of mine got me assassin's creed valhalla for mm-hmm. PS4, and I've been like, I, I took the I took a vacation between Christmas and New Year, and uh, that's pretty much all I did for my free time, which is you know time well spent, I guess, depending on who you talk to. And 
yeah, that. And then I ended up purchasing both um, Madden uh, 21, I believe, yep. and uh, MLB The Show 2020 because the MLB The Show was 10 bucks on sale. Oh. And I was wow. like, why not? I mean, it's, they probably already have 2021 out. You know what I mean? And and, and Madden Madden was part of the, the the sale, so I was like, it was like it was like sixty percent off. So I said, why not? You know, I, I get I don't buy Madden religiously every year, because um, yep. it's like you know, other than like some of the uh, the roster changes and whatnot, like it's it's pretty much the same game. Yeah, and that's all those EA games. So right, what I when um what was really interesting, I don't know if PlayStation did the same thing. I don't think they did, but Xbox. If you have Xbox Game Pass, you also have access to EA to the EA game pass and you get all the 2020 games, like all the 20, I have access to all the 2020 versions. Right I think, now. I think they did something you know? similar to that. Yeah. And it's like, to me, I don't need the latest version. I don't play it at a level where I need the latest version. Right. So why I, should I spend any money? It's free in my game pass. Right. That, that's what I'm saying for me. Like, especially MLB, like I can get an exhibition game in probably yep. like 35 to 40 minutes. So if I just want something just to be like, you know, turn off my brain for a little bit and play and not have yep. to worry about story or like, you know, and then Assassin's Creed Valhalla is like the other side of that. It's like, I want to get immersed in this game. I want to like find all the little trophies, all the little yep. treasures, all the, all the documents, all, all the codex. Right. And it's like, again, for, for those types of games, you know, like I said, I was saying, I think I put close to like maybe 20 hours in that week that I took off a couple hours. And it's like, I think I have maybe like 3% of the game completed. Like that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's talk about another game we both played that, you know, we haven't, we didn't mention cause of kind of when COVID hit, but like, cause it came out around the time COVID hit, if I remember correctly was the Avengers game. Yeah, they pushed they pushed it out a little bit, they, right. and then I think yeah, it came out right around the the COVID time. We actually yep, so had we, a uh, a podcast on it with the Don, and I'm gonna I'm yep. gonna segue into that in a second too, KB. But, but go ahead. Um, but yeah, so like that game um, has the opposite problem, where there's just not enough content. That there's there's not enough to do that's not repeated. It, it's very recycled. The and I was yeah. gonna say the. The story of that game was amazing. Yeah, like I agreed. loved every second of the story, and I finished all the Hawkeye stuff, and it was really good. Like it really adds to the story. But the problem is, is that the grind for like the challenge cards and stuff, and just the grind to just get everybody to one hundred and fifty, and it's like, okay, well after that, what do I do? Like, so many of the levels are just recycled. Like it just feels like like even with this Hawkeye thing, they really didn't introduce anything new on the enemy side. Like I want to see more enemy bosses than just Taskmaster and Abomination. Right, you I know, agree. That's, that's like you have a Modok thing, right? You had the Modok ending right. of the of the of the story. Well, why not make some kind of mini mission to repeat that? Right, and like I, not creative, I, not creative. I creative. will say, I will say this. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I, I agree with almost all of your points. Um, I think initially the um, the concern was that the graphics they don't look like the MCU. I could like ridiculous. I I couldn't uh, I couldn't care less about that. Again, I think they look close enough. I but I'm a, I'm a comic book fan. You can't you can't take yeah. comic books and comic book storylines and comic book characters who you're going to be introducing yep. and then try to like pigeonhole it into the MCU version of those characters. That's what it's, everybody wants to do. That's all right. they know. 
Right. And and again, like we're talking, you know, Haley Steinfeld officially signed on to be Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. That That's news that came out a while ago. But I, I bring that up because Kate Bishop, as you said, is the new DLC that came out. Um, I agree. The story, absolutely phenomenal. Playing through that story, being able to choose and switch between those different Avengers, absolutely yeah. fun. I think that was great. Did you finish the Kate Bishop story? No, I haven't. I haven't. You get to see Hawkeye is involved in some way. I'll just say that. Okay, that's cool. Um, but no, but that, that brings up another point, KB, is like, okay, so we have Kate Bishop. We know Hawkeye's coming, right? Yep. He's going to be unlockable. They didn't They didn't show Black Panther out of uh, respect for uh, Chadwick Boseman, you know, when yeah. he passed away. But he's coming. They PS4 has uh, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider there's going to be they already announced Ant-Man the Vision. Lame, Say again, I'm oh, sorry. Which I think is kind of lame, but I get it cuz it's a Sony product. I yeah, I I mean again, you know, we're we're splitting hairs here with whether or yeah. not. But my my overall point though is that there's so many other characters they want to introduce if they want this game that you know, they said this game is going to go for years, but I feel like if this is going to be what's expected with this is the content that we can expect, you know, every what 6 months with a new character. It's not like, gonna, nothing's gonna I don't, happen. I, you know, and that's, a, that's a shame too, because I really do like the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't really tried any of the multiplayer stuff with friends online. I don't know how oh. that works. Maybe we should try that out and give it a different, uh, I mean, I'm on Xbox. I don't know if it cross consoles or not. Uh, yeah. No, oh, that's true too. Um, you know what though? The, pr the price of that game's coming so far down already. Like. I might catch it cheap and pick it up on PlayStation. Yeah, just well, don't don't you know, don't make a move with I that. Wanna, but. I want to really get to the multiplayer too, and I'd rather play with people I know. Most people like to play with people I know. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, look at how we used to play DC Universe online, dude. Like, it's still going, dude. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's still going. It's I, out there, yeah. That's awesome. Good for them, though. That's. I mean, again, why not? You know. They just did a Birds of Prey. They just recently did a Birds of Prey wow. add-on. That's see. That's and again. That's cool. Like the graphics aren't the best, but I always had fun playing that. I like creating those characters. I had like 772 characters by the end of it, you know. Um, paid for slots just to design oh, characters. I paid for so many slots. Wait, that came out wrong. No. Stop it, KB. This is a clean podcast. This is for kids. Stop it. Um, no, I do have a bone to pick with you, KB, though. Uh, you were on. Before you pick your bone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Um, go ahead, Mr. Oh, Laffy. I didn't mean to say that. Um, the one thing I do have to say about that game, the you know, DC Universe Online, was that it was one of those games that did make great strides. When it jumped from the from the PS3 console to the PlayStation 4 console, it was a big difference. I felt like it was a big difference, and it really made that game. There was a lot of I felt like when we were on the, you know, the, the older consoles that the legacy consoles there, that it was just like so slow. You know what I mean? Like updates were slow. And that game had lots of updates. Yeah. As you I'd agree with that. Remember we would go to play and it'd be like, damn. In fact, remember, I would always have my update loaded because I had the auto load. Yeah. And I'd be calling, dude, you want to play? He's like, oh, I'm still loading. I'm like, why don't you auto load? Uh, auto load. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> Oh, okay. So now you're throwing me under the bus. I get that. Hey, KB, when's the last time you listened to this podcast? Because if you listened to the podcast, you would have heard us talk about Marvel's Avengers for the video game console because Don and I talked about it. 
but you don't even listen to the show that you're a co-host for. How, I was busy. How I dare you? For eight busy. months, eight building, months you were busy. I was building a heavenly geek place. Uh, uh, a mecca. All right. Well, now that you're done, now that you're done, you can go like go back to the uh, backlog and listen to all of them. Get those, get those counts up, boy. I need, I need more listens. We need to get more downloads. Um, no. So uh, that's that. So we talked about some video games. How about uh, television? Let's talk about some television. You uh, I just, and I just television DC stuff. And- oh yeah, you did. I should talk about television then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When you so when you I was gonna go back to that though. When you said DC stuff, you're talking not the CW DC stuff. You're talking about no, no, no. Talking about the the, the HBO Max stuff. Okay. So are um, you on HBO Max? That's what I was gonna ask. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I yeah. Am. I love HBO Max. Uh, Max. Though. I do too. It's so- worth it. And. In fact, I, I as soon as my cable contract's up, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I mean, there's so many, there's so many uh, different streaming platforms now. It's just, it's very yeah. interesting. But yeah. HBO Max for the price, especially if uh, what is it? You bundle it with, uh, is that the one or am I thinking? No, I'm thinking of Disney Plus. Disney Plus, Disney yeah. Plus you can bundle with Hulu, which again is an also also a great. Which I gotta figure out how to do that because I have two separate accounts and I don't have the ESPN app, and it's like. How do you like? You know how to merge them? Like, uh, you can, well, uh, I will tell you how to do that. First, you go to Google, and then you type in the question: How do you merge your accounts? <laughs> okay. And All Google, right. Google yeah, will tell you that. Um, no, I think there was an article out there on how to do that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, because that's what I did. I ended up, I ended up already having. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Save money, man. Well, no, absolutely. Well, that's what I was getting at. Uh, like, there's going to be so many. Like, because now, like, the Peacock is out, and if you like, you know, The Office or Parks and Rec or any of the NBC stuff, they're doing their own streaming service, which is free if you have Comcast, but I believe it's $4.99 or $7.99, whatever. And then I just recently had to change my Netflix password, and Netflix is like, oh, by the way, we're upping our price. I'm like, you know, for me, unless it's something like, you know, Cobra Kai or... Or Stranger yes. Things or something like that's the only I, I'll just cancel and then resubscribe when those series drop. I, I watch a lot of stuff on Netflix, and, and my wife watches a lot of stuff on Netflix. I mean, she likes the Hallmark stuff and all that garbage. Right. But, um, hey, hey, hey! There's a there's a fan base for that. That's geekdom too. Don't don't judge. I'm judging how I feel. About I will it. say though, there is there is a uh, a meme out there that uh, I'm gonna keep it clean, but uh, it said. Come on, Hallmark, uh, calm the F down. And it showed all the covers of the different Christmas Hallmark movies. Oh, and it's the same it's the same two sweaters, the green the green sweater that the guy's wearing and the red sweater that the woman's wearing. And oh, it's like the same thousand. cover. It's uh, it's horrible. And it's like, you know, 20 different movies or whatever. It is pretty damn funny. Um, well, speaking of memes. Speaking of memes. Yeah. We were talking about TV, and I'm, I'm not trying to get off topic, but you said memes. So when you asked me what I was doing, the other thing that I was doing was my toy hobby of taking my toys and posing them in, in photos, and I've been posting them, um, and that has been a lot of fun. Okay, that so where you been, been? Where have you been posting them, KB? Uh, I've just been posting them to my Facebook page for now and my Instagram. Oh, do you um, want to give your Instagram handle so people can follow and look? Not right now. I'll probably add them to Free Your Geek soon. Um, okay. I, I'm just trying to get get the feel for it, but I felt because we're talking about TV, we're talking about video games, talking about all this video stuff, and I kind of got to the point with you know with being home all the time, of it's too much video stuff. You know, I'm on I'm at work all day. I'm on my computer. I'm on a monitor. 
I kind of, I finish work. I play some games. I'm on a monitor. I'm on my phone. I'm on a monitor. It's like, when do you get away from the monitor? And for me, it was like, you know what? To do this thing with, 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 with the action figures and to take the time to figure out how I'm going to do it and, and picking backgrounds um, and stuff like that and just coming up with an idea, I just and, – and it wasn't a political picture that I put up, but I did put one up today that was – A little bit. Um, yeah, I saw it. I mean, it wasn't political. It wasn't one side or the other. It was just trying to make fun of it like, you know. Yeah, I mean, as of this recording, this was being recorded on uh, January 7th. So January 6th, 2021, we uh, had some dark times yesterday. Uh, I don't want to delve too much and dwell on that. But I will say, KB, if you're spending too much time in front of the monitor, you know what you need? The anti-monitor. That's that's a DC reference. Wah, wah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. So let's. But speaking of uh, TV and streaming and DC, let's talk about something that is coming to Disney Plus first, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll get into our major topic that we want to get into. Oh yeah. Make yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's not. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But what is it is as I mentioned as of this recording, it is Thursday. January 7th, 2021, dropping essentially a week from tomorrow, we're getting on Disney Plus the first Marvel series, WandaVision. Now, KB, have you seen the trailers for this? I, I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen enough of it to, to kind of understand. What do you, you think know, this how... is going to be all about? I really think this is going to, this show, I think, is going to be meant to somehow tie out to to when the, the next Doctor Strange movie comes out. What was the title of the Doctor Strange movie? Uh, Doctor you Strange know? in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Um, because of the whole thing with, you know, with Vision Wait. and Endgame. I, are you going to? Okay. I wasn't sure if you're going to throw spoilers because we kind of talked about yeah. that too when I was on the podcast with Casey. I just want to make sure that if we talk about it, we're going to put a spoiler alert out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be more careful. No, no, we, we we already said it. We Spoiler alert now. Yeah. So here we go. So. So, you know, with Vision's passing in that, it's kind of wondering because it looks like in this show they're traveling through time somehow, right? Like 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever. And does that, is is that going to somehow tie in? Is the story that, you know, Scarlet Witch has gone crazy pretty much and is like, Doctor Strange has to save her from this madness, you know? Um, so I don't know if it's a multiverse or a timeline thing. It probably is more of a multiverse, right? Because you've got the different black and whites. They've done such a good job when you look at the imagery of just like 50s versus 60s, 60s or like 70s. Like, you know, I, I, I'm i just so intrigued by this show. I, I'm really, so really intrigued by it. I'll say this. I kind of, I somewhat agree with you. I think it will be Scarlet Witch going a little crazy or her powers or maybe even her subconscious. Where it reminds me, I don't know if you ever read Avengers uh, Dis- Disassembled. Yep. So, like, where she, you know, they were talking about her and her children. Uh, again, spoiler alert if you haven't read that trade paperback, but that was, like, 2004. So, I think we were past the statute of spoilers here. Uh, so, she kind of goes crazy and realizes, and she basically slaughters a whole of, a bunch of Avengers in the comic book. I think this is going to take some themes from that. I think she goes crazy, and she's going to create her own world. And it feels like a very much like a bewitched type of feel, like mm-hmm. a bewitched or a, a Brady Bunch type of feel. Yep. So I feel like it's going to be 
something similar like that where she's like creates this perfect little world for her and you know uh, Darcy from Thor's going to be in there the uh, police officer from Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be there um, it's going to be an interesting and, and Catherine Hahn is in it who I think is hilarious I, I'm very much looking forward to it it's going to be nine episodes um, yeah. and then obviously you heard I'm assuming you heard of all the spoilers that we're going to be mentioning here uh, for the MCU moving forward, as far as Spider-Man and uh, the new Thor, have you heard these? I heard them. Okay, so th- do you want to get spoiled? Sure. Spoil okay. Me. So the next, the next Spider-Man movie, Emma mm-hmm. Stone's going to be in it. Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield's going to be in it. Kirsten Dunst mm-hmm. is going to be in it. Tobey Maguire is going to be in it. Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. They're basically essentially going to be merging all the Spider-Man worlds and doing almost like an Into the Spider-Verse type of thing. That's actually not a bad idea. But then, kind of- but then the rumor came out that Tobey Maguire is also going to be playing Spider-Man in the next Doctor Strange movie. So I'm wondering if this is all going to be connected. What happens with WandaVision then kind of causes like the cracks in the multiverse, and that's where you have that bleed-over effect, and that's going to all lead up to the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, going to be interesting going forward to see how the spider-man universe fits into the actual mcu right and you speaking of now that spider-man's uh identity is was revealed in spider-man far from home maybe it's going to be the doctor strange thing again where he's going to do the like instead of uh, dormammu i think it what was it dormammu no mephisto oh. mephisto in one more day the comic book where he basically reversed oh. and put spider-man's identity back to maybe doctor strange is going to do something yeah Maybe that Doctor Strange movie is going to be, you know, like a key turning point in the MCU some point down the road. Yeah, it'll, it's going to be very interesting. And then the other rumor, which I'm sure you've already heard, is that uh, they're going to have, well, Jane Foster is going to be back in the next Thor movie. Yep. But also the rumors are that uh, Drax, uh, Rocket, he- Groot, and Star-Lord are all going to be in it as well. Nothing on Mantis, huh? Uh, I don't know about Mantis. I don't know about Gamora because obviously, again, the end of... Uh, Endgame, Gamora is a past version of herself from a different. So theoretically, she could be like part of that multiverse too from a different timeline. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think it's going to get very. I don't want to say confusing, but I think it's going to get very intricate, and I think it's going to allow them to. And when I mean them, I mean you know the Marvel Disney to kind of branch out and really do some interesting stuff with these characters. Mm-hmm. and have like cool crossovers that you didn't think you would see and it's going to be a bunch of fan service which i think is going to be fun do you think so. it's going to die do you think it's ever going to oh everything everything is going to die eventually i think what's going to happen is I think we're going to have you think they're going to have a successful another successful story arc like they did with the first four phases I think so. I think so. I think I think you know we're invested i think to me anyway as People an audience you know, we're invested in Thor. We're invested in the Guardians. We're invested in what is it? We're invested in Black Widow. Black Widow. Uh, you know, and and uh, you know, God rest his soul. But even uh, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, we were so invested. We wanted to see the next chapters of all these characters. You know, when yeah. it first came out, like Tony Stark, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, and. Thor, Thor kind of like, you know, led the uh, the charge here, and we're down two of those, but we have also got introduced, you know, we've had great movies with, like, Ant-Man. We've had Black Panther. You know, we have... Uh, Guardians in itself. Guardians. We have, what's whatchamacallit, the... Uh, 
Which one? Yeah, Captain Marvel. Even coming up, the what is it, the uh, externals? Yeah, yeah, the externals. And then uh, the Legend of Shang Chi. Like I, I don't know. And to me, like you know, I don't know either of those two properties. I'm not familiar with them. Shang Chi, I've read a little bit of, and it's he's kind of like the master martial artist, like more than Iron Fist. Right, but my 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 point is, is that back in the day, I wasn't even. I didn't know much about Guardians of the Galaxy, and those are some of my favorite movies now. Yeah. So I think if they if they do it right, you can create lovable characters. I'm just curious to see what they do. Um, and to your point, do you think it'll ever die? I don't know if it'll die per se, but I think what you'll see is I think you'll see once this fandom kind of peters out, I think you're going to see kind of like a, almost like a soft reset. Like, again, I don't want to talk too much about this because my buddy yeah. Saul wants to do a whole – review on it but look at what's been going on with star wars you know like the you had the you know episodes one two and three what in the late 90s early 2000s and then you had you know uh uh, had it revitalized you know once disney took over the property and you can say what you want about you know episodes what seven eight and nine you know whether you like them whether you didn't like them but then you see something like what they did with the mandalorian yeah and like the mandalorian is probably the best show like you know this was that was probably the best thing to watch in 2020 and Ahsoka's coming out. Right. And again, we're gonna Sol and I will probably talk about that on a podcast. But yeah, like Ahsoka, they're gonna be doing the Boba Fett series, like all of that is like again, you know, Rosario is it, perfect. Yeah. No, Rosario Dawson was amazing, uh as Perfect. No, but my my point is to answer your question, I don't know I don't know if there's necessarily gonna be where it's gonna die. I just think it might kind of uh spin off off. yeah spin off and like start doing some other things that might bring more fans you know into it because again i know people that watch the mandalorian you know and i'm i'm one of them i'm not a star and you know it's kind of like one of my darker areas my my shadier areas i'm not a huge star wars fan you didn't even see the originals till yeah i didn't see i i watched the first star wars movies i've ever watched were episodes one two and three (laughs) then i watched then i watched four five and six after it and i was i was underwhelmed but I think it would have been different had I been a child watching episodes four, five, and six, yeah. and then watching the others as an adult. I'd probably still think, "Oh, episode one is trash." I still don't miss that growing up. <laughs> I it was, just, it was just like I said; it was just kind of like a, a Bermuda Triangle, like missing yeah. missing link for me. You know, like I just it just went over me. I was I was Ninja Turtles, I was GI Joe, I was Masters of the Universe, yeah. and then I was X Men, and that's been in Batman. But that's been pretty much it, you know. Um, and I'm still most of those things now. Um, yeah, but I, I just I think I think that they'll be doing something. I think they're going to be. Uh, I don't know if they said they're going to be doing a Daredevil series or or something. I know that they mentioned that uh, there's a rumor going around that uh, what's his name, who who plays Matt Murdock in the Daredevil series? I can't. Is it Charlie Cox? I think so. Yeah. I I think there's a rumor that he is going to be in the new Spider-Man movie too. Yeah. Playing Matt Murdock and maybe as a lawyer or something like that, and I think that would be so cool. Either bring in some of that Marvel night, right? Right. No, oh, that'll be fun. Thing, the really thing, the thing that I think is most interesting about the Marvel stuff and even the DC stuff is that you know we had remember when Marvel really kind of hit its peak with these movies, and we had a lot of directors coming out of the woodwork saying, "Oh, these are going to die like westerns." Blah blah blah. Yep. You know, Spielberg, Cameron, right? Like they're all. It's on their face now. Like they're all realizing, like, whoa, wait a minute. And but we've talked about this before. 
it's because of the history of these characters. These, this isn't Westerns where there were so many people who were uh, interested and intrigued by these characters long before the movies. You know what I mean? There was a populace long before the movies. It didn't need the movies to, to sustain itself, you know? And you have that history. Like, how old is Captain America? How old is Wonder Woman? How old are the superheroes, right? They've right. been around forever. It's not like Star Wars that came out in the 70s where you don't have – yes, they, it blew up in fandom, absolutely. But the historical deepness of it, how deep it runs in people, you know, it doesn't have that. Westerns didn't have that. So here we are at a place where people are insanely invested in, in, in this, and it is something that has been shared through generations. Like Star Wars, you got to remember, it was the 70s, late 70s, right? So – the generations aren't as much, but if you were a kid and your grandpa, your grandparents read it, or your you know your parents read it, and you know, Captain America and Iron Man and all that, it's like I don't know. It just it just there's something there that I think that's never died, right? Maybe these movies won't either. I think it'll get to a point, but I I think you're going to hit a point of diminishing returns. Arc, maybe an arc, a uh, plateau. Effect. Yeah. So so here's here's how I I'll. I'll just to kind of argue your points one i see the comparison to western films just because the plot is pretty much i mean up until the last few movies the plot was always the same you you have you know if you look at the first iron man if you look at the first captain america if you look at the first thor if you look at the first ant-man if you look at the first uh what's another movie dr strange you know like again all the major villains are basically the have the same exact powers of the hero like you know it's, it's you can you could theoretically say yeah it's the cookie cutter okay the hero something something tragic happens something bad happens they rise above it they get their power whatever it is they have somebody that kind of betrays them or is like lurking in the shadows that then has the same power but they're on the evil side they fight good wins yada 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 you copy cut and paste you know what i mean like and i get that to an extent but that's to what people don't understand is that to your point, KB? Is that's comic books? Those are comic books. You have the villain. You have the fight between good and evil. It's always going to be, and, and you have to have the hero, you know, be put in a vulnerable position. And which better way to do it than to have somebody with similar power set? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I get that. I think the other point too is that you're saying like your grandfather, your grandparents, or whatever. I absolutely agree with that because it, it can be like anything. Like I look at it the same way under like sports. Like what what is your favorite sports team? Usually the team your parents like, and you right. You watch you watch the game with mom or dad or whoever, or even if it's like a an uncle or you know like a, a family friend. Say that again. A family friend. My brother's godfather got me into sports, like New England sports. Right, and, and that's the thing. It's like you you don't know. You're like, oh, this is cool, and then you have somebody kind of like share their passion for it. You know what I mean? And there every year, you know. Yeah. Like, so so that's what I'm saying. It it, it could be something like that. That's interesting. Know? It, Very it, it interesting. Really, no, and 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 what about when they start as culture changes, and you start bringing in more of the more. Um, I'm trying to say this right, so forgive me if I say diverse. Wrong. Diverse in like you know uh, more more homosexual characters because we're seeing it more in games. We're seeing it more in games. So I and, think I think the word you're looking for is inclusive. Inclusive. Yes. Okay. That I think that's better. You're, you're right. That's a better word. But point being was like, 
like uh, Cyberpunk 2099, and I told you to the detail that you could, you know, edit a character, make a character. Um, you can have both parts catering kind of to the transgender community. Right. You know, so it's nice to see that that acceptance is happening. And uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel Kamala Khan, another example, supposed to have a Disney show coming. Here's a uh, Indian, you're right, like 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 an Indian, a Muslim superhero. You know what right. I mean? Like when that crosses over into the mainstream, now you're bringing in a different audience. And I think along the same lines, I think the CW is making. If I and I might be wrong, so listeners, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Uh, I believe they're doing a Wonder Girls series based off an Amazonian of Hispanic descent. So it's not <clears throat> Wonder Woman, but it's it's Wonder Girl or so, or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, I, and I agree. There, there's a place. There's a place. You know, and and I think you said it best. Like I don't know how many shows ago. Like the whole point of what we do here at Free Your Geek is like a geek to us is somewhere something that you feel passionately about that you geek out about and it's okay to and I, I feel like you know you know I, I can only judge myself as a as a white straight male you know I can't I can't be I, I don't understand what it's like to you know uh, never walk in never. some somebody else's shoes of a different race or religion or, yep. or sex or sexual orientation I, I can't do that you know nope. but I also feel like hey this is something I love. If this is uh, like a property or something I love, they should be able to love it too. Exactly. They should be able to connect to it too in some way, shape, or form. And I Everybody. think that's like I think that's the best way to say it. And I think that is a great way to segue into our break because when we come back from break, KB is not going to be so nice. <laughs> it won't be that bad. Okay. Well, it won't be. Well, I'll, I'll preface it, but we'll be back. It won't be Batman versus. Well, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. (laughs) But hang on tight, folks. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. 4041media.com is your one stop shop for fresh, locally sourced media. In addition to the Free Your Geek podcast, there are a number of informative and entertaining podcasts that you can find at 4041media.com. If you're into movies, check out Movie Theater Time Machine. The cast of Nick, Kaz, Dan, and Jocelyn take a trip through movie history. And if you're more into the murder, mystery, and motive, check out the Psych Your Crime podcast. Host Nicole Mann takes a deep dive into both the how and why people do the terrible things they do. Want to exercise your body and your mind? Join Nick Tabor on Honest Fit Talk with your trainer, Nick, as he dispels myths, misinformation, and other hurdles to work on your physical and mental health in a safe manner. And do you like sports? How about sports history? Then come on in, sit down for a bit, and let Brian tell you some of the history of the New York Yankees on the historic Pinstripes podcast. And if you're more into the mystical side of life, then join Haley and sometimes jelly for some tarot card readings and occasional shenanigans on the moon tribe tarot youtube page are you more of a video gamer well 4041 media is home to a number of different twitch streamers 
Check out Mr. Bojangles 1984 as he grinds his way to becoming a professional streamer. Spoiler warning, he's already pretty damn good at it. Gizmo 508 is all about low-key game streaming. And Reclesis is on his quest for a world record or several on speedrun. And you can also hang out with former guest and occasional co-host of the show, ex-Ms. Black Mamba, as she enters the war zone in Call of Duty. And 4041 Media is growing with more content being added all the time. To listen or watch any of these aforementioned shows, head over to 4041media.com. That's 4041media.com. 4041 Media. Fresh, locally sourced media. And welcome back to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free, and back with me, the OG host of the podcast, KB. KB. What is it? I like that. OG KB. OGKB. I love it. Um, yeah, man. So we talked a little bit about what you've been doing uh, prior to the break. We talked about what you've been up to since lockdown, COVID, whatever you want to call it, uh, quarantine. And uh, we talked about some streaming shows. We talked about some video games. And we were talking about HBO Max. And one of the unique things that HBO Max did was on Christmas Day, they released Wonder Woman 1984 on both HBO Max and in the theaters. And if you had HBO Max, you could watch it. I, first of all, before we get into the movie itself, I do want to say from a marketing standpoint, I think, I think that was like actually pretty brilliant because really? rather than go to the movies, you have like, even if it's just like one month of HBO Max and people want to watch that movie, rather than really? go to the movies, paying fourteen ninety nine for one month, you yeah, know, so sure. that the whole family can watch, like say instead of two movie tickets, like, you know, you know, for a date night or whatever, like, hey, it's a little bit cheaper. And, you know, HBO Max now has that subscription. If people check out some other shows, they get hooked. They don't cancel their subscription after watching the movie. Yeah. And um, I was going to say, you know, uh, more on HBO Max is uh, we also watched The Flight Attendant. Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, I've game. watched the first episode of that. It's really good. Really good. Yeah. It, I'm so, I was surprised how good it was. It's a little bit different uh, than it what is. you might be accustomed to. Refreshing uh, that it's. Um, yeah, the so, other thing, go ahead. The other thing I wanted to say about that is that, uh, so Warner Brothers, every Warner Brothers movie this year is going to be on HBO Max that's released. Such as, do you know some of them off the top? I mean, I, I just read that in an article. I believe, so, I think it's the one of the, the next Matrix movie. Um, I don't know all the others off the top of my head. And it's brilliant to get subscribers, and um, a lot of the other services where you can rent these movies from would be more, right? So, like. Use the I use Voodoo, which is a Walmart company, to store all my movies. And like right now, they're doing the theater at home thing, and you have to pay like twenty twenty five bucks to watch to rent to rent the digital. You know what I mean? Like, why am I gonna pay twenty five dollars when I can have a, a service like HBO Max that's you know practically letting me watch that movie for a month at my time of choosing? You know what I mean? Um, so the whole kind of theater at home thing that a lot of these streaming sites are, are doing. Um, I think even Disney did it with Mulan. Like when Mulan came out, it was like, oh, you have to pay 30 bucks to watch Mulan now. Right. It's like, I'd, know, rather, this, I'd rather not. This HBO deal. Yeah. And then two months later, it was on Disney Plus for free anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, so the, the, you know, what HBO and Warner Brothers is doing with this, I think is pretty, pretty brilliant. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, I get the the whole like I want to see it first before it gets released, you know, to the streaming services or whatnot. Um, I did have a question though for you, yep. uh, or at least to kind of like give you an idea, like a just quick talking point. Um, do you foresee these streaming services, specifically with these video on demand, you know, straight to the streaming service platforms? Do you see this replacing the traditional movie theaters, or do you still think there's a time and a place? I don't think you'll ever replace the traditional movie theaters. I really don't. And the reason why I say that is that, like, I know theaters, you know, most theaters had to close because of the situation this year. Um, But as soon as they opened, a lot of people were going. And I've talked to some people that have gone. Like, I haven't gone to the movies since they reopened a lot of them. Um, But I have talked to some people that have gone, and they said, you know, they were pretty comfortable. Just, you know, every other seat, you know, they're taped off or whatever, you know, they sit there and they enjoy their popcorn and, you know, whatever. And um, I just think there's something to be said to see a movie in the theater. I, I don't on think the big screen. Work. Yeah. I mean, I just I look at it from the other side. I, I think of it like I look at it from a business standpoint, like how many drive in movie theaters are still around, you know, well, they're, at- they're, honestly, they're, they're starting to come back. Well, I think I think in, in a time of covid, I think that would be where we'd see the resurgence. Well, we, I think we did. I think we did. But the problem was, I remember this because we, we, my wife and I, big, big fans of the drive-in. Um, where do you get to watch two awesome movies and have as many people as you want in your car for like 20, 25 bucks? You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 and it's just nice on a summer night. But the problem was when they opened this summer was that there was no new content to show. Right. And that was, that killed them. Right. Um, they were showing like Ghostbusters, which was old at the time. That you know, right. the latest Ghost with with Kristen Wiig and who we'll talk about later. Um, you know, uh, just um, you know, but that's the kind of stuff they they even put up like the original Terminator, like old old movies. But you know? that that could also be like a like to to that point though. That could also be a cool like event to do. You know, because how many people haven't seen the original Terminator on the big screen? Right. But my, my overall thought, though, is like think of think about even like what we're seeing right now with like um, Amazon taking over and, mm-hmm. you know, like all this other stuff as far as like how many people still go to, like you're going to still have like Walmarts and Targets and stuff. But like, you know, like like a Kmart or a Sears and all these other companies that are filing for bankruptcy, because guess what? Amazon delivers right to your door. Yeah. You know, I mean, even and I don't know if we'll see that in our lifetime, maybe with supermarkets. But now with like Peapod and, and you know, uh, Amazon Grocery and all that, all that gets delivered right to you. The convenience well, think, aspect of it. I think there's something to be said for, for still going to supermarkets. I think that there's a level of freshness that comes with that. Oh, no, I agree with that. But I'm just saying, I think, you know, you people tend to trade convenience sometimes. Like, look, look at even even fast food now. Like, how long do you typically wait in a fast food line? Like, I mean, depending on how many cars are parked there, but I mean, like, how long does it take you from when you order your food at the window or the speaker to when you drive up to the window? It's not like it takes, like, 35 minutes to get you your food. Let me pick pick probably one of the worst ones is uh, the Taco Bell in Fall River. Yeah, near you, yeah. Highway, the one near Burlington Coat Factory. And sometimes the line is around, like, the corner for the drive-thru. Right. And... I've gone into it a couple times and I was like, oh, do I really want to wait? Maybe I'll pull out and go somewhere else and get something. And honestly, you're right. It takes like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And that's with a full line. Right. You know what I mean? 
So, and a lot of these McDonald's now have two drive-throughs. Right. right? But I guess my point though is now we're seeing more and more. Like, what what are some of the businesses that are trending up specifically in COVID? I mean, maybe it's just COVID. Maybe it's you know, I don't know. Yep. But Uber Eats and yep. uh, DoorDash, all of it, people are going. There, people are get paying a premium for somebody else to go to a drive-through line. It is expensive. But people are paying for it. Absolutely. No, I I get it. Because people, I, I think people value convenience over that they're willing to uh, compromise some of their other, you know, ideals for the convenience aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends how long this whole thing continues to go on. Right. But I mean, you even know? even like the the pharmacy, they're like, oh, we'll mail we'll mail you now, we'll mail you your prescriptions yep. rather than so you don't have to even go into the drugstore anymore. They'll even want to. They'll even want to fill you for three months, so you don't have to keep doing it. Right. It's it's crazy. I mean, hey, it's good for me, convenience wise. Like, you know, not that I, I don't order from. Like, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna go do it myself. But I can see, like, hey, if I could like fill out, if I could be sitting at home and I'm at work and I take my lunch break or whatever, and I can go on to like a, a supermarket website for us locally at Stop and Shop here, and I can go yeah. on to Peapod and have it have them deliver my groceries right to my front door where I don't even have to leave. I don't have to get get you know make myself look decent. I don't have to waste gas in my car. I don't have to go warm up my car. I can just have it all brought right to me. Pretty girl delivering. Come on, Jeff. Well, <laughs> then I'll be like, hold on. I'll run to my room and I'll slap on some Draca Noir and all that fun stuff. I, you know, because I can see you coming down the stairs to answer your front door, looking out the window and be like, oh, crap. And oh, you'll run up oh it's, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I can see that. Happening. Yeah, no, oh, Totally. We're digressing from where we were. Dude. Yeah, we so let's that. let's move on. So we're talking about movies, and one of the movies that was released on Christmas Day, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, I, I have feelings, as you heard KB booing. He's got feelings. Uh, so I want to. I'm not going to sway you with my feelings yet. So KB, why don't you let's let's do like a, a point counterpoint or point agree. So let's make a, a few couple points that you want to make, and then I'll either rebut those or I will agree. Christian Wig, but <laughs> okay. First, first of all, I'm gonna. You want to talk about the villains? Let's talk about the villains first. Yep. Kristen yep. Wig. Kristen Wig as Cheetah. Did, I did not like it. I loved her. I thought it was forced. I, it felt very forced to me. I, I, I was, I was believing her character. I, I mean, I guess it depends what type of mindset you go in watching the movie too. Because overall, let's let's just talk about it. The movie is very campy. At the story is. I think that it's very campy. It's not. If you watched, if you compared the first movie, Wonder Woman, to this one, it would be like it's it's similar to putting uh, the way I'd kind of liken it. It's kind of like saying the Tim Burton Batman movies, whether it's Batman or Batman Returns, to yep. like uh, Batman Forever or Batman and Robin. Like that, it had like a, a different direction. It's still you know the same characters, believe it or not, but. It's a little bit more slapsticky. It's a little bit more out there. Um, not it's not as grounded in reality as much of a as a comic book movie can. But I I disagree. I think Kristen Wiig did phenomenal as Cheetah. I think she was awful, and she should go back to Ghostbusters and things like that. I just don't think it's a role for her. That's just how I feel about it. But um, yeah, the Cheetah part didn't bother me. It was the Barbara Minerva part. Oh, that's interesting. I, I kind of feel the opposite. I feel like I loved her as Barbara. I loved her as like this kind of, oh, we should probably say 
By the way, spoilers, people. Spoilers. spoilers. We're gonna spoil this. I'll mention. I'll mention it in the in the intro to the the show when I record that. Uh, I'm pulling the curtain back. I record the intro of the show after the show has already been recorded. Uh, it's like when Dorothy got to see Oz. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand how that applies, but I'll let I'll let you have that one. Behind but, the curtain. Oh, behind. Oh, no. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Got you. Got you. Okay. Thank you. Let's flesh that out. Okay. Your next point. Let's go. Max Lord. Awful. Loved him. Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian. He was the highlight of the movie. He was so cheesy. It's not the acting. acting. I don't have a problem with the acting. The acting for the character in, in, in that is fine. But I look at Max Lord as a very important DC villain. And I feel like it's a character where in the DC universe, and again, we're not we're not picking at source material here, but overall, he's he's a brilliant man. He's more of a Lex Luthor type. He's more of a a, a, a a mogul type. And the character came off as this bumbling kind of fool, and I didn't like that because I just felt like it's another typical DC universe mistake. And how they kind of ruin the long-term credibility of something they could do with an interesting character, right? Like, what what happens now? Max Lord is now a normal person again. Spoiler, as we said, um, and he, you know, he, he got back to his son and all this. And what now? Just a normal guy. He's out of the like. Like, does he become evil again and become a genius? Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like he's like a a, a B a B plus Lex Luthor. You know what I mean? Not this, whatever they put on screen. The acting was phenomenal. I'm not going to, I'm not, you're right. He, he was phenomenal, Pascal. But I, I just, again, it's it, for me, I didn't like that. Almost like with uh, Jimmy Olsen, right? Like 10 minutes into the movie, Batman versus Superman, what happens? Right. Right. So that's how I feel about Max Lloyd. Well, I, I, I like- get that. My my rebuttal to that though is let's let's use any other superhero movie, um, you, whether it be Marvel or DC. Even let's even go back. Let's stick with DC right now. Let's stick with, um, let's stick with even the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Right. So we go back and what happened to, uh, what was the first movie? Ra's al Ghul, Rachel Ghul, however you want to pronounce it, played by Liam Neeson. He's gone. He's died. Yep. He died. The villain died at the end of the movie. Two Face, the whole universe. Two Face, Two Face, another Batman villain that could have rep- uh, appeared in another movie later on, died. Dark Knight Returns, Bane, died. Yeah, but no one knew he was doing a trilogy. It's different, right? But maybe, but maybe they're just doing a trilogy and they're, they're only using Maxwell Lord for Wonder Woman. That's that's my point. Like even the same thing. The only villain that really survives in the Marvel side of the house is Loki. Every other villain, for the most part, especially, I mean, Red Skull they brought back in you know Infinity War, whatever. But like anybody that they fight dies because they end up they don't use they're not rehashing that villain. So going back to our earlier conversation, can we see? Um, will we see an endpoint where people get sick and tired? Yeah, because we're going to run out of villains because they kill them in every movie. Yeah, like but, that, and that was the thing. So, like, even with with okay, so kind of proves my point here, right? So, with this Max Lord character, yeah, you didn't kill him off, but you wrecked his arc. You wrecked whatever big story you're going to build on the guy. Yes, they wrecked it. I I don't necessarily disagree with that, 
but yep. you can still go places with him because he's still there. Maybe that's a side effect of the stone of having the powers taken away. Maybe he gets his mind controlling power from that. And, you don't you yeah, don't know. And, and again, after the Doctor Strange movie in the Marvel Universe, the next one, all your villains could be back. You right. don't know. Well, that's a good point too. Um, yeah. All right. This multiverse thing that these that that they that's the thing in these movies when they start bringing in multiverse and multi dimensional type stuff, anything can happen. You know. Right. Way it is. It's not the traditional way, and I think that's what gives these movies such longevity. And by like the Spider Verse thing, right? Like that's perfect, right? Like you can expand and have all these versions of Spider Man. In fact, hey, you can have a version of Spider Man for everybody. Right. right? No, I don't disagree. But we're not talking about Spider Man. We're talking about Wonder Woman. But I'm just saying, in the fact of you know, you could have Wonder Woman. So you had this. Um, Whatever, what was it like? An object or whatever? I don't know what they call the, it. The, the stone, the wishing stone, whatever yeah. it is. It's essentially right. the monkey's paw. So the wishing stone, right? What if somehow somebody else gets one and brings everybody back and changes the whole thing? Anything can happen. True. And, Very true. And that's 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 a, what the staying power of these superhero movies, right? That can always keep. They can always turn the story upside down and get people reinvested somehow. You know, yeah, I don't, dis- um, I don't disagree with that. Or they're going to reboot it with, they're going to introduce new versions of the characters with the different actors. You know, fifteen so, years down the line. You also, so, so we still have. I guess the question is now. Okay, so let's talk about Cheetah then, right? So when everything went reverted back, is she still? Is she? Are they going to bring Cheetah back in some form again? I don't know. I, I don't think. You, she, I don't think she is. That that's the thing. Like, how would you explain that? But here's another very popular Wonder Woman enemy villain that you kind of dropped the ball with going forward. Like, right. But my, my thought would be, and this is, this is what I'm saying. You, you, you say drop the ball. I guess my concern or my question would be, what is the end game? No pun intended for each of these movies. Like we're not going to have Gal Gadot have like 12 Wonder Woman movies. She can maybe do four, you know, if that, yeah, so okay, so maybe you just run through the ga- uh, the gamut of different characters, or, or you know, you the the Rolodex for old school people that oh, know what I that is. That, I think that's the thing, and and unlike the Marvel universe, you, you don't have the Justice League movies. I mean, we had the one; it didn't do that well. I loved it. I thought it was great. I had no problem with it. Well, um, they're rebooting Batman again. Well, yeah, but you know what? Batman's like Spider Man; you can reboot it a million times over. You know, and it's gonna sell, right? But if you're going, if you're going to have a, a shared universe, then that means so again, just using that theory, what if they want to do a Justice League? Unless they do like a multiverse thing, or like or whatnot, or you know, Earth Two or or whatever in DC, if you're gonna yeah. do a Justice League, well, Wonder Woman's already connected to the Ben Affleck Batman and the Henry Calville Superman. So this other one, if they're gonna do a Justice League, moving on with that Batman. Guess what? You need a new Wonder Woman. You need a new Superman. Maybe, but 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 I think you know it's one of those things that we don't see the science behind right. it. No, and that's and they, probably, and they probably look at how how high Gal Gadot tests as Wonder Woman. You know. Well, let's talk I'm, about that. I loved her. I think she like the acting for me. She's awesome. I she love is, love I the love, acting. I, I she she. She, I, I didn't like the whole love thing. I wasn't, I wasn't whole on this whole. I don't know. Here's a strong warrior, right? And 
it's like this one person is kind of destroyed her for the past 40 years. You know what I mean? Like, like, like emotionally because of his death. Yeah. And that was, that was fine. But then I kind of felt weird when they put his mind or his, his soul or whatever you want to call it into just some random person. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the issue. I think a lot of people have had with it is that the plot to your point, KB, like the plot does leave a lot to be desired. Uh, I will say that for your first point, as far as her being uh, saddened, um, I don't mind the love story because it's not a typical uh, damsel in distress type of like, oh, unrequited love. You know, I look at it, it's kind of like the opposite way of Peggy Carter and uh, Steve Rogers. You know, I think Wonder Woman, though, the whole point to her is she is a being of love. Yes, she's this strong Amazonian woman, but at the Say again. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're trying to show another side of her. Well, we no, about. but that that's her whole character, you know, in the comic books too, is like she's a person of love. She yeah. is she's a very like she sees the goodness in people. Yes, yeah, she can kick your ass and she's tough as nails and she's like this strong Amazonian woman and she can, you know, beat up everybody, but at the basis of it, it's her her passion and her heart that are her core characteristics. Yeah. She sees the no, good I, in yeah. everybody. I get that. I just think that maybe the story, the, the story as a whole, it it just didn't feel right to me. No, was- the the story, the plot to me, like the the whole thing with the wishing stone, and then Trevor, uh, they bring they bought had to find a way to bring back Chris Pine, and uh, I'll talk to you a little bit later on the Cerebro suggestions portion of the show, like a video I want you all to watch. But uh, they make they make a hilarious point, but yeah, they essentially take Steve Trevor's consciousness and basically take that and put it into another person's body so everybody sees this other dude and diana just sees steve trevor it was just very strange it brings up very like weird moral complications specifically Mm -hmm. you know in the the time that we live in you know within the me too movement and whatnot like this guy didn't ask to have you know like him and him and diana then get intimate so she's not yeah. sleeping with Steve Trevor. She's sleeping with a guy who's being possessed, for lack of better term, by Steve Trevor. You know, or it's his that, his I, psyche. Maybe that's why that guy came back in the end, and she kind of talked to him for a second. Yeah, there's, so she kind of flirts with him at the end. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's the biggest sticking point for me was that plot point. Um, again, if you go in thinking it a little bit more camp style, and if you if you go in with I don't want to say lower expectations. But you just try to understand that they're they're doing it as more of a kind of a you know Batman as I mentioned Batman Forever rather than Tim Burton Batman Returns you know it's it's not serious and dark it's supposed to be a little lighter it's going to have its beats it's going to have its uh, you know points of like drama where she has to make the choice to relinquish her wish mm-hmm. all this other fun stuff to me though the most glaring even bigger than the plot to me, and I don't know how you feel about this. Um, oh, before we talk about that, I want to talk about, the, we get to see the invisible jet. That, to me, was a cop-out. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that, but... I, I felt horrible about that. Because it wasn't really, like, hers. Like, it wasn't, like... Well, like, yeah, it's like, I stole a jet. And, oh, by the way, I have this magical thing that I've been working on for years that I'd never told anybody about, but guess what? So. I can make... Invisible, right? 
well, why didn't, why couldn't you have done that? Like in the past, you know, I mean, granted she said it's taken her a long time to learn it, but, and, and again, I can, I can let that slide, but I say again, it's missing the, I said, I'm going to say overall, I think it's just missing the heart of the first one. The first one had a lot of heart in so many different ways. And this just, they tried to capture that, that feeling again. And I, I just feel like they didn't succeed. Well, okay. But, so the two glaring parts to me through the whole thing. Yeah. The, the two know. glaring parts to me though, that I, I, I really have an issue with honestly um, is one. I feel like they lean too much into the whole eighties theme. Um, yeah. And then secondly, the, the biggest, the biggest gripe I have is the special effects. The special effects, specifically speaking, like uh, early on, again, spoilers, uh, at the beginning of the movie, we see uh, young Diana on Themyscira. The CGI that they use when all those Amazons are doing that race, it is so blatantly like fake and green screen. Like, again, I I can suspend my disbelief a little bit, but that like took me totally out of it. Like I could see like that just looks so fake. Edited it or put it together in the end probably didn't do a very good job. Yeah, like, the, the special effects are what grabbed me, that like what affected me the most. So, in um, summation, go ahead. Yeah, but any closing thoughts? Well, the mole scene because I do want to talk about. Okay, that. go ahead. So, so there's the scene where I guess the wishing stone is first being stolen from this jeweler that has this hidden like collection of antiques or whatever it is, right? Antiquities, right? Antiquities. Yes. Um, and. So she's stopping this. She kind of just appears at random, right? <laughs> like, like a jewelry store is getting robbed, and so was like, "Where did she come from?" Like, and the action sequence of that was fun, and it kind of sold me on this idea that the whole movie would have this kind of fun, gleeful, enjoyable kind of tone. And I look at it. And I'm like, as good as these scenes are, these action scenes, and let's face it, it was the most action in the movie, probably. Yeah. Which, I mean, then right? there's, there was a scene back in whatever that uh, country was with Maxwell Lord and the. As far, yeah. as far as her fighting and like, you know, being Wonder Woman fully, like. So, but when I looked at the Lasso of Truth, I'm like, my God, this animation is awful. Like, yeah. It just, too vibrant. Like, it, it, I just. It just looked fake. It just didn't look, you know? And I'm like, that's weird because I don't remember. It's just a downgrade from the first movie when we seen that. So I, I don't know. And, and actually watching Titans, uh, Wonder Girl and Titans has the la- a lasso of truth as well. And it looked better than that one. Yeah. So I, I will I, say, though, one, the one thing I did like about that, um, and, you know, it, it kind of – one of the areas I think that it kind of, I don't want to say kind of meshed with everything else is like, as we saw like in Batman versus Superman, when Wonder Woman was first introduced, nobody knew who she was. Oh, yeah. But here she is I- running around in the 80s fighting crime. The fact that she, I actually saw her destroy like the, the video cameras, the security cameras and stuff to kind of like before she even entered the fray, like I like that little touch because, again, that explains why nobody really knew about her. Because she's been yeah. keeping herself under wraps, yeah. um, and I even love the scene with the little girl where she kind of like you know put the finger to her mouth and was like kind of like shh. Goes into the teddy bear. Yeah, and again, a little over the top, but again, thinking that campiness, that you know, cheese factor, 
Again, I, I thought it was good. That, from that point on, I felt like the fun factor went away. Yeah. And I felt through that point, it's like, okay, now we're all in just kind of story. And then you had the one action scene where, you know, where they were in whatever country they were in, the, the, the driving scene, whatever it was. And then I'm like, just, it was just that. And then the end, right? Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill the movie, right? Like, yeah. I'm not kill it. It's not like Batman versus Superman. Where like, oh my God, like, what, what did they do? Like, and, and I think it was a good effort. I just think that it falls short. Maybe some of this was rushed with COVID. We don't know. Like editing and like, you know, the, the, what touches on graphics and things like that. We don't know, right? Like that could have been a factor. Right. Um, and the other thing was like Gal Gadot was like producing this. And um, I when I looked at the number of producers on this movie, there was a lot. And that kind of tells me too many chiefs and not enough Indians kind of thing. You or know if I mean? you want to make it more PC, too many cooks in the kitchen. And, sorry yeah but yeah so too many cooks in the kitchen kind of deal um so that was what i did like was linda carter yeah a little fun cameo a little fun after scene it, it made sense they fit it into this was this ancient athenia i think was the name of it yeah she like. and that was that was her armor at the end yeah that was cool so it's like oh maybe they'll bring this character back and like maybe they'll bring linda carter into a role for one movie or something like that. KB, why don't you give your, uh, a brief summary of your thoughts and then give it a ranking from one to 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best. Uh, Campy, as you've said, very campy. Have to be expecting that. Um, Don't expect the first movie. Don't expect anything like the first movie. Um, Bad special effects. Not completely bad, but they had, they had their flaws. Like you said, um wasn't crazy about the 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 villains how their characters just kind of went the arcs and whatnot um and the overall wishing stone and thing wasn't really a fan but at the same time you know i I, i'd put it somewhere around six and a half seven like and i think that's the pretty good score given all the problems i have with it you know what i mean um because gal gadot really makes up for a lot of things she has that much star power I really, you know, I, I really think that it, um, maybe their third effort, I'm sure they'll probably do another one. Maybe their third effort will be better. You so know? you go six and a half or seven out of 10. Yeah, yeah, I'll be nice and give it seven. Okay. I'll be nice. It doesn't, like I said, given all the complaints I have. Yeah. I don't know how you, I, what your grading curve is like, bro, but. Yeah, my grading curve on that. You know why? Because she's such a good fit as Wonder Woman. And she makes the scenes that, she took over she took over and i love that i love her i love her don't okay. tell my wife that okay i well, does she listen does she listen to the podcast because we know you don't so oh thanks you're supposed to say yes kb again pull back the curtain you're supposed to up the upsell the show when we're talking about the show on the show you need to upsell it bro uh it's been a long time. Yeah, I know. He, squeaky wheel gets the grease or dust off, whatever. Rusty, rusty wheel. Anyway, my point. Let's go here. Let's let's put uh, Jay Free's little take on it. Uh, I think that if you go in expecting a campy movie, I think you'll be fine. I love the overacting. I love the the craziness of the villains with both Cheetah and Max Lord. Gal Gadot is amazing. 
Chris Pine did what he did. He was good for the role that he was in. It was just weird kind of knowing that it wasn't really his body. It just looked like him, and there was a way to get him on screen. The special effects uh, were lacking to me and took me out, kind of killed my suspension of disbelief. And uh, the movie dragged a little bit, um, so plot holes notwithstanding, it did take a long time to get going. And I almost wanted to call it Wonder Woman 1980 Snore, but I did not do that. I will give it uh, – I'm going to be a little harsher than KB, but I'm going to be uh, – I wasn't expecting you to be harsher than me. I am going to give it middle-of-the-road average. If a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give it a 5, maybe a 5.5 leaning up. I think it wasn't by – by far, it wasn't a horrible movie. I just think that they could have done a couple things better. But I, I kind of uh, echo your sentiments with Gal Gadot. I think she was amazing. She's, like, made for Wonder Woman. She was born to play Wonder Woman. She's, like, strong. She's compassionate. She's everything that encompasses what Wonder Woman should be. And I love that. I just feel like some of the plot holes and I feel like, you know, some of the, some of the storytelling and the special effects just took me out of it so much. So basically we're giving it like a six. Yeah, on average we're probably giving it a six, which is, you know, you know I was, it, seven. I was being nice, but slightly, you know. slightly thumb leaning slightly up. You know, yeah. not thumbs in the middle, not thumbs down, but thumbs leaning slightly up. Again. I was yeah, I wasn't disappointed. I was just kind of like, okay, well that's what it is. Like I I didn't really have a feeling. That's why I kind of say I think it's average. Last point about that, this is the disappointing part, is I think that there was a lot of hype with the movie. And COVID kind of pushed that out, right? So like all the action figures and all the all the all the you know the the products and all the Wonder Woman 84 stuff was like came out months and months before the movie came out, right? Like so I think there was a lot of buildup for that movie and an expectation that got built. So I think a lot of the people including me who are kind of very down on it, I think are just like, Hmm, all this kind of like cyberpunk 2077, kind of the same thing. You have all this buildup in press, right? On HBO max streaming out wonder woman. And then, and then what was really interesting. And I read this in an article. So before we cut off here, um, the first 40 reviewers of the movie, the Rotten Tomato score was 98% on the first 40 reviewers. When all the reviewers started coming in after that, within like a day or two, it went down to like 69, 68. So what does that say about how many of these media outlets, maybe Warner Brothers owned? Right? Or, or like, they just they, they let people view it early and, and say like, hey, give it a decent rating. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, give it a decent rating. I don't, I don't know if the they rate. own, but you know, we're, we live in a world right now, and not that I want to get too political, but we live in a world, with, yeah. especially with media, where views and clicks and everything—that's the most important thing. So, yeah. you know, for these companies, and I'm not—I'm not saying that this is the case, but I'm, I'm making the point that if that were to be the case, and they were to let some early reviewers watch it, and you know, say as long as you give it, you know, a somewhat decent score, we'll let you watch it early then it kind of hypes it up to get other people to watch it. And, you know, more people will be clicking on those articles. If you review it early, guess what? More people are going to click on to read your review. because, And then you'll beat out the other people, your competitors, with more clicks or more views or whatever else it might be. The movie, 
you're building up the expectation by having all of these sort of false reviews. But again, I guess, yeah, and, and that's, a, that's a good point, but I also don't, I don't know how much weight, and I can only speak for myself, but I don't know how much weight, like, reviews actually, like... Okay, make it, let's make it simple, right? Very simple in, in the most commercial sense. TV commercial. I saw a commercial for Wonder Woman 84, like, because, like, the week before it came out on Max, right? Um, so I see this commercial, it's like, Wonder Woman 84 is the, the, like movie of a lifetime and like all these insanely through the roof praises of the movie setting that expectation bar for me to say like oh wow all these reviewers it's like 20 something they flash them all on the screen all their different you know uh quotes and all that about it five stars by this one and six you know whatever 100 percent here and blah 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 and that kind of build me and then you combine that with the scenes that they're showing in the trailer that built me up to have this high expectation literally in that movie. So when I go to see the movie and I'm like, what are these critics talking about? You know, that's how I felt about it. No. And, and I get, I get your point. I think, I think for me though, it's like if I watch the trailer and I'm like, yes, this looks interesting or no, this yeah. doesn't look interesting. And then if it comes out or if it's in theaters, if I know somebody that's seen it, I'll be like, hey, like I'll say, hey, KB, did you check out the Wonder Woman? I value your opinion because I know what you think more than I value some stranger that's, you know, maybe talking about it from like like a pacing standpoint or, yeah. oh, the way the scene was shot was great. Like, yeah, but you know what? I want to talk about an enjoyment factor because a lot of those reviewers don't necessarily have that, you know. Yeah, the, the background to appreciate right. some of it and the you know it's more technical than anything else so you know how a script and then that kind of stuff so interesting stuff i have an idea for a future show oh my god kb what is it maybe we should do a countdown of our top five biggest movie letdowns Ooh, i'm gonna have to research that one because there are a lot that might be a good one to do yeah we'll have we'll, we'll plan that we'll plan that for mid 2021 because i'm sure there'll be more movies that'll be released that we can I mean, obviously, yeah. mine are all probably going to be some type of sci-fi superhero, whatnot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a great that's a great uh, point. And KB, yeah. you know, speaking of points, KB, I want to make it a point to say welcome back, uh, unofficially or officially, depending. I don't know what the yeah, terminology is. Yeah. It doesn't get more official than you and I. Yeah, I think I think uh, for the next time though, I think the way we're calling in right now, uh, we might want to change that around because I think when I start, if we're talking over you, you're not your voice isn't getting picked up. So I got to be. So we got to be kind of careful with that. But uh, before we get out of here, I'm going to do a quick Cerebro suggestion. Uh, okay. My Cerebro suggestion is specifically based on the Wonder Woman 1984. And Johnny Leathers, friend of the show, does not appreciate this guy, or he says he likes him in small doses. I think he's hilarious. If you go on YouTube and you type in Screen Rant Pitch Meetings and you type in Wonder Woman, you will find uh, the Screen Rant pitch meeting for wonder woman 1984 which is basically the uh the gentleman that makes the videos ryan plays both the writer of the movie and the studio executive listening to the pitch and he basically rips like rips apart every movie makes fun of all the plot holes in every single movie whether it's you know comic books you know or he does like tv shows there will be a link in the show notes i will send it to kb uh, but for everybody listening, I think this was a supersized episode. I think we went almost an hour and a half here. We deserve it. Well, well, okay. So it's been a long time for you, KB. Let's just let's just put it 
It was, okay, it's been a long time since we've been back to the original. To the 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 OGs, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. We and we had a lot to talk about. We had we had we had eight months or so of catching up to do, or at least yeah. you know I know what you've been doing, but just to explain it to the fans and you know talk video games, talk streaming, talk Wonder Woman in uh, 1984, and uh, we we had a great show. Uh, we'll be back again soon. I don't know what the show's going to be, but I have some things on the docket that uh, I have planned. We'll see how they go through. But until next time, and uh, if Casey, if you're listening, friend of the show and you know uh, official second co-host now, Casey, who can never get get your geek on right because you know I love her to death, but she always misses the cue. Casey, he's been out of it for eight months, but I just want you to 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 pay attention to this part because this is how it's going to be next time you host. Instead of saying Casey, or instead of saying KB, rather, I'll say Casey. But until next time, KB, hit him with the catchphrase. Get your geek on! Bye, everybody. You're still here. It's over. Go home.